Hello you. Today I am interviewing somebody I've known for quite some time now. I think probably going back three or four years at least, aren't we, Nicola? Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> so Nicola is, we talked about how to describe Nicola before the call. So this is what we've come up with so far. Nicola is a self-described work in progress. Yeah. Nicola is a combination of writer, photographer, podcaster, and a, a geek. She's also a farmhand sometimes and a small holder. Um, now, I, as I say, I've known Nicola for quite a long time. She has a wonderful vibe about her, which manifests as a gentler pace in various places. And I know you'll probably see that creeping into her world at some point. I'm going to share her links in the show notes and in the in the blog so you can find Nicola. I've no doubt that you are going to love her energy today. So Nicholas, you're so welcome. Love having you in my world. Um, <laughs> Nicholas joining me today to talk about being a manifester. Now, I was really lucky that Nicola came to me as a client um, to have her human design chart unpacked, which was just joyful um, during some little time of change last year. So it was absolutely lovely to, to have her back into my world and how perfect that she's then agreed to come and join me on this blog and po podcast to share that energy with you today. Thank you, Nicola. My pleasure. <laughs> Should we dive in with some questions? And yeah. Then we're, then, then we're ready. When we go in, we're going, and that's going to feel really good once we're going. Okay. Nicola, tell us a little bit then to get you warmed up. How long have you been in this human design experiment? How long have you known you're a manifester? Um, really only since you and I had those couple of calls. I had done the whole um, human design download and filled in an online form at some point. But it without that input from you, and as you said, that translation, it really didn't mean very much. So I'd looked at it and sort of seen different things, but it never really registered and it wasn't something that I could use. So I'd have to say it's really only since the, the back end of last year that it really started making any sense. And I could then use that information, especially as I was at a transition point, moving from one career to what I'm going to do this year mm -hmm. as a way to guide me. And it's been really liberating knowing that. It's, um, it's completely changed my thought process and um, how I think about things. And it's almost given me permission to go down this crazy route that I wanted to go down, but it always seemed so impractical and unconventional and um, just not realistic. But now I can see that actually that is what's always been calling to me. Mm. I love that, Nicola. I think that's so exciting, as you say, that permission to go ahead and do, because for manifestors, it really is about going and doing the, whatever comes to you, those ideas. And I know you've got emotional authority, so you, you have that process of, of waiting, maybe sleeping on it, but then still going ahead if it still feels right. And and often we're told not to, aren't we? We're told to think yeah. about things and do the pros and cons and is it really the right thing to do well hell yes for a manifester it is about going and initiating yeah. inspiring the rest of us so and and honestly Nicola you're so inspirational if you think about 
what you've done, the moves that you've, you know, you've moved across the country in the last few years, haven't you? And then taking on this small holding. Yeah, really inspirational. And we need manifestors to inspire us. So yeah, keep being, keep being like that. Yeah. yeah. So what has it helped you to unlock this knowing that you're a manifestor? Well, I think like you say, it's having that, for me, I get this excitement when something comes up and, you know, I am a geek and I love my tech and I go down all these rabbit holes with tech. So I use all this stuff like Twos and Tana and Obsidian and they have changed a lot of things that I do, but I get really into it and then I can see all these things. Oh, I could go and do this and I could use that to do this and that could be part of a project. But you, you sometimes you sort of think, what am I doing? You know, this this is sort of a bit of a nonsense project sometimes. Um, but I think, you know, understanding, uh, I suppose, the characteristics of a manifesto, it's making me think, well, I don't need to worry about all those concerns. If I've got an idea and a project that I want to do, then I can go for it and follow that that dream and that idea and just to go with the flow and that's very much what I'm thinking 2024 for me is about going with the flow and trusting where that's going to take me and I envisage that this is going to be a very different year to some of the ones that I've had um, and it, it all just came at the right time. I'm 60 this year and it seems like a milestone. And I think I've spent quite a lot of my life knowing that I have all this unconventional side, but trying to suppress it. And it's really now I'm thinking, well, I either do it now or it's never going to happen. So combining that with everything that I learned from you, it, it is that permission to go and do it. And um it's giving me sort of that framework of these are things I can do and I just I do need to just go and do it and um kind of follow my purpose in a way mm. yes absolutely full permission to go and follow your purpose yeah, yeah. um Nicola, you mentioned that um, suppressing that manifesto energy. And I know this is true for a lot of manifestors that manifestors have this big, bright, fast energy. And they often are enc encouraged, probably as young people, to just, just be a bit less, be a bit less and not be them full selves. So has that played out for you? I know you, you, you're on the other side of it now, but how's yeah. that been for you? Massively. Um, my mum was very traditional. And, you know, even when I was in my teens, I was, my thought process was very different. It was very unconventional. Um, you know, it was, why do you do things this way when you could actually do it this way? And my mum was, oh no, we do it this way. That's how it's always been done. And I think, you know, for a long time, um, that did influence me. Um, you know, even into being an adult. Um, and, you know, I, a lot of the stuff that I'm interested in, which is probably, there's probably a reason behind it, is about being authentic and living your truth. And I call it essence, tapping into your essence. 
And I think it's sort of that kickback from not living in my essence when I was younger um, and trying to be somebody I wasn't. And now all of that is coming out and it's become really important that I do pursue that. And, um, you know, I think it's important for everybody that they find who they really are. And, um, you know, human design and what I learned has been a key part of that process. Fantastic. I'm so pleased with you, Nicola. I really am. <laughs> just, just, it's the most exciting thing, though, to just be able to unlock this for people. I love that word as well, essence, that you've, and I know you've talked about that for quite a long time, haven't oh, you? Yeah. You've had that knowing, yeah. haven't you, that there's, there's something, how can we really live our essence? Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Probably yeah. 15, maybe even 20 years. Mm. Um, that's been bubbling away. And again, it's, you know, am I going to do anything with it? Because I think it's something that helps a lot of people or is it just going to sit there and, you know, it's for me, it's it's got to have something done about it. And that's where I'm at now. Mm. You're here to inspire us, Nicola. You're here to inspire us. Get, <laughs> get out there and like do tall, it. Tall <laughs> <laughs> it's what you're here to do. Yeah, I know. Oh, so it sounds like, yeah, there's something really good come out of um, come out of that time where you have perhaps been held back a little bit, but you've had that knowing that something's mm. going to come out of it. And, and and yeah, I think you're in that now. Um, so sounds like there's lots to love about being a manifester. Are you, mm. Do you find any challenges in it so far? And I know this is still really new for you, but is there anything that you find challenging? I suppose it's that it's so easy to revert to type or who you used to be mm -hmm. so you know when you say oh it's about being this big self and living this you know this from this bigness it doesn't come naturally and it's very easy to try and squash yourself down and go back to what you've always lived so I think for me that's probably going to be one of the biggest challenges is not allowing myself to do that and mm. um you know depending on who you with sometimes you can give free rein to that bigness and then with other people you can't um and yeah I'd like to be more consistent with that and not sort of alter myself depending on who I'm with but yeah I think I think for me going you know going back to how I've been in the past is going to be the challenge and I've got to keep remembering that um, and moving forward. Mm. Yeah, I can see how that is a challenge, isn't it? When we first learn something, how do we how do mm. we embed it? How do we make it part of ourselves? And it, and it is time. It's noticing when it works really well. Um, and, and you know this anyway, Nicola, you know, it is, it's noticing when it, when did that go well and, and starting to trust yourself. I don't know about you. Um, I've certainly found that human design's given me more trust in myself over time. That's built over, you know, probably about 18 months, but just about through that real noticing. So I absolutely no doubt that you'll be there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Nicola, is there anything else that you would like to share about um, learning your human design or 
yeah anything else what else I suppose you know last year um I finished a contract that I was working and um that was quite a sort of office-based type of role and now I'm doing something that is radically different you know I'm spending a lot of time on a farm um we've been lambing and moving sheep from one field to another and we've got hens and we spend a lot of our time with farmers and that feels more like me than a lot of the stuff that I've done over the years and when I go to the farm it feels like a sanctuary and somewhere that I can be myself and that you know that is that let's go down this unconventional path and do something that isn't part of, I suppose, a little bit of the mainstream. You know, most people don't do what I do on a daily basis, and um, but it feels so much more me. Um, so, yeah, I think having those conversations with you about being a manifester, that all ties in, and I'm just going with it um, and just seeing where it takes me this year. And it, it's it's all fitting in with everything that I want to do and, you know, the things that I want to write about. It's it's all a very big part of that. I can really hear that in you. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, you mentioned, you, you said the word sanctuary then, and um, we yeah. talked about this a little bit before we press record, didn't we, about for a manifesto, the signature theme is peace, which mm. means that when a manifesto's in alignment, they'll be feeling peace. It's a real, it's like a barometer. So peace is the signature, the self theme. And at the other end for a manifester, the not self is anger. So I, I think this is like a barometer to notice where yeah. you're at. So are you feeling peaceful? Wonderful. If not, if you're feeling that anger, where can I find peace? And I kind of hear you talk about this sanctuary and I think, I wonder where Nicholas found peace. <laughs> Sounds like in that farmyard. Yeah, and, you know, with the sheep, um, I think when you spend, well, I've, I've spent quite a bit of time with the cows first, but the sheep are in at the minute because they're lambing. And, you know, if you treat the animals with that calm and you embody that when you're around them, they sort of, they work with you better. And, um, you know, they're more, they're more calm and, things happen better and more smoothly. So if you have to move them or get them into a trailer, if you calm with them, it can happen the first time. Not always, but it does seem to make a big difference. And yeah, I just love that. I kind of experiment a bit with them and, you know, see how it, what what they do if you're really calm with them. And yeah, it's uh, it's good. Wonderful. I love that. So you're you're bringing, you know, you've got your peace, you're in alignment, you've found your space and you're bringing peace to the sheep and then they're bringing peace back to you. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a wonderful, peaceful woolly circle. Yeah. And it's it's so amazing. Um, you know, I'd never really spent much time with sheep before we started getting involved at the farm and gradually I've got more involved and I do more things. Um, you know, and I just go in and I'll feed them or give them water. I delivered a lamb uh, last week. Um, and 
yeah that you know you you go up to them to feed them and they'll come and they're licking your hand or nuzzling your hand mm. and it's just it's just fantastic and it's very different to everything that I've done yeah. um but I think that's why I love it so much it's it's this unique experience that I'm having yeah and that's what you're here to be doing mm. love it fantastic thank you so much for sharing with me today Nicola no thanks for having me absolutely on. loved our chat well I can hear all the animals stirring behind me so that's quite a good good timing for wrapping up our call today I'm really grateful that you were here with me and I want to chat with you again soon all right thanks Sarah take care bye-bye